Hello, everyone. My name is Elsa, and welcome to our very first episode of Freedom to Belong podcast series. I cannot believe this is happening. It is an absolute dream come true. So, what are we going to talk on this podcast series? I'm glad you asked. We will talk about the impact of immigration on cultural transition and sense of identity and belonging on migrants. Immigration is not a new thing. It has existed since the beginning of humankind, but it's not without challenges. One of the key challenges is blending cultures. So I am interested in understanding how do migrants renegotiate their cultural identity when living in a foreign land. So today we have Bronwyn to help us answer that question. Bronwyn was born and raised in South, in South Africa, in East London to be more specific. Bronwyn arrived in Australia on a 457 visa in 2015. So hi Bronwyn, it's good to have you here. How are you doing? I'm well and yourself Elsa. Come yeah. <laughs> That's good, good too. I'm so glad we have this uh, space where we can have um, these kind of conversations. And it's so um, helpful for many migrants. So in sharing our stories, I do believe that others can learn something from it. So Bronwy, tell me, how was your childhood like? What was your childhood aspiration growing up? I was born and raised in a, a so-called colored area then, um, which is consisted of, um, you know, the privileged and the underprivileged. Um, I'm sure everyone that lived in the so-called uh, underprivileged areas had a lot of aspirations, mm. tried to have a lot of aspirations because we did not have access to much. My Primary school career um, was at a, a public school system called St. John's Road Primary. Um, my high school, I completed at a Model C school. So a Model C school basically is a, was known as a white school. After 1994, um, the non-Black had access to uh, a Model C type of education, I would say, which is more, uh, I would say, more of a privileged education system. Mm. So I would say that's where also things that changed for me. Um, so because my parents exposed me to that school system. Yes. And, try, and also tried to, you know, to assist me to attain more and achieve more in life. Because mm. we all had aspirations, like you were saying. So I had a lot of aspirations. My One of them was, um, I remember watching the 1994 uh, Miss South Africa um, modeling um, concept on TV. I was so amazed by the lady that actually won. She was a black South African. And it was just after 1994 where, um, you know, Nelson Mandela came out and, you know, things changed from there. And um, so she was also, I took her as one of my, um, somebody that I looked up to. Um, one of my other aspirations was I, I always, you know, because you're coming out of a colored area there's not much that you can do there you have to basically play with whatever you can put together you had toys but it was to a certain limit our playful area would be walking down to the river 
playing in the road with the, all the kids, you know, congregating together, children in the yard. It was that that was my, you know, my um, lifestyle growing up. And I really appreciated that because it, I, I always think about it. And it's, you know, really times that I enjoyed was one of my best, best years, I would say. Yeah. That's good. So you were able to be part of that generation that was able to join the new schools that were open for the wider community in 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 the late early nineties, correct? Yeah. So it was just yeah. yeah so after nineteen ninety-four, yeah. So now back to two thousand and fifteen when you arrived here. I wonder if you still remember um how was your first week when you arrived here in Australia in two thousand in, in, in fifteen? My first week was very challenging. Um, we arrived in 2015 at the end of August. So financially, it was very easable, easy and adaptable um, because the company that sponsored my 457 visa, they contributed fully to our rent payments, our um, health cover, the gas and light bill, so that they covered for two years. So financially, you know, it was good. But the first week, um, you know, even going to the, to the shopping center, to the supermarket, trying to buy a few grocery items to make a meal was very challenging because you're trying to look, because now you're not familiar with the spices and the ingredients. So you're trying to get a few products together to complete a meal for your family now. That yeah. Was, yeah, that was a bit challenging for me. Um, you know, like even... I would say the traffic on the road, you know, even interacting with the, um, you know, the Australians on a day-to-day basis, that was challenging because coming from back home, everyone's so friendly, um, you know, you know, you can just look at somebody and there's a smile on their face, your neighbors, you know, every, it's like a very close-knit community that I came from. So it was a culture shock when I arrived. Which is completely understandable because um, we migrate with, with culture most of the time. So, and you were describing a few incidents that you had on your first week. As you were living your life through the first week and second and so on, what was the biggest culture shock that you had to deal with? There was a few, but I think the, the one that, that stood out for me the most was um, the dress code. Mm. You know, um, going to the mall back home, it was like an outing. You would dress up to go to the mall. Okay, well, hang on. <laughs> Can you explain a little bit how is dress code to go to the mall in South Africa? How okay, is it? so so you would uh, you know dress up, you know, do your face, do your hair, <laughs> have maybe one of your best outfits on, um, because you're going to the mall. It's like an mm. like an outing. And when I found discovered, yeah, I was like, wow, you know, people doesn't really care what they how they dress, you know coming to the shopping center, it's not something that, you know, that they, that they probably even think of. But I think it's more to do back home, when I look mm. at it now, we're very status-driven. And I think it's probably because you attain, I think like us as black people, we attain things now. So we feel maybe the need to show it off. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's understandable. There's no right or wrong culture. And every yeah. culture has its own value system. And probably in South Africa, that was the value in the yeah. dress code and going out. Yeah. So how was that a shock for you arriving in Australia? With the dress code? 
Yes. Um, How was that? Like I said, going to the mall was <laughs> because that mm. was my first experience. You had expectations. You were interpreting yeah, life. Yeah, interpreting. I'm going to the mall now. Um, and I remember I was dressed up in heels. <laughs> I remember I started to go to the bank and we, I had heels on and, and I was like, I'm never doing this again, you know. Yet. <laughs> on heels, makeup, your best you outfit. Know, all best outfit, all dressed up, going to the mall. But then I thought, oh, but then, you know, as the year's gone, I mean, it's almost my, Bobby, my sixth year in the country now. And I've adapted, I've changed now to mm. that concept, to that mindset, you know. Not that I wouldn't say the mindset, it's just like the concept. It's like now I feel like, okay, I don't need to do, you know, dress up, you know take all that time and effort to do that I'm just going to the mall so there was a process of yes transition yeah so now my energy is diverted to different things now so um when okay so when we arrived it was mostly challenging for me I would say out of family because it was my husband and my two kids um came over to Australia and um for me it was challenging because um I felt like I had to not be myself, you know, like not be how my, my, my cultural background is at home. So I felt like I was being enforced to become like an Australian because I'm here now. That, that's how I felt, you know, and it was, it was really hard. I mean, like even in my working environment, it was challenging. Like my first week was so challenging because I had to adapt to being questioned of, of my knowledge in my, in, in my profession, in the industry, from peers of being basically of African descent. Like, does she know what she's doing? You know, because I'm from Africa. You know, it was, you know, that, that mindset. But how I adapted was, um, like, we had a function that was the first year, my, at the end of the year was a Christmas function. And I decided... Um, my mom actually came down, my mom and my dad came down for the Christmas period. So she brought down African skirt for me, like an African patterned skirt down for me. And I actually wore that same skirt to the function, to the Christmas party. And my boss came to me and um, everyone was so amused with the colors and just the, you know, the whole design and the pattern on it because it was vibrant. And uh, my boss came to me and he said, um, I'm so happy that I am not forgetting where I'm coming from. Mm. And that was so deep, you know, it was, you know, at that moment I was like, wow, I'm so grateful that he actually said that, you know, because I felt maybe that he accepts my culture as well, you know, because I'm here. But um, yeah, and then that's where things shifted a bit for me. So I was like, wow, you know, they're actually interested in our fashion. They're actually interested in what we're about in our culture. You know, it's good for me to bring it forward, educate them about it. You know, so the process for you was more like having the support from a local saying that it's okay for you to be on your own, you know, skin that gave you reassurance to be comfortable. That's interesting. And you also have kids, you're raising your kids in a foreign land, in a culture you were not even yourself raised in. How is that for you? How is the renegotiation in that space, too? negotiating in that place of raising kids a different country. I would mm. I, I call it more westernized. Um it is really challenging. I do try and 
you know, change the dynamic of our discipline to, to both our kids in the house, myself and my husband. We do try because, I mean, they, we're in this country now and they're seeing how things are done here, uh, um, exposed to this type of lifestyle. So we as parents, I think we also have to try and adapt our, our, our way of discipline. You're, you work in architectural design full time. So, but I also know that you started an online business where you sell handmade products. So why did you start this business? Where do you get the items you sell? Oh, I basically operate a small business, so, which is Afribee Creations. Um, from attending markets and um, my online store, which has got a vast variety of African um, fashion, African jewelry, African art. Um, of which I've recently actually added a line of hair fiber for braiding because, I mean, that's what we, you know, mm. like. Mm. And um, the reason why I started this business was, like I said, in the first time we went home, that was in 2016. And I didn't want to come back home. And I was, you know, getting on that flight was so hard because I knew I'm coming back, you know, to something that, I just cannot adjust to even, you know, just, it was really challenging. And I think for me, the best part of it was because I was missing my culture, just missing the vibe, the, 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 the home vibe, the, the, the home comfort. I call SL African like comfort of my home. Yes. Yeah. And, and how often were you going home for a visit? I went basically. So after 2015, we went 2016. Sorry, no, I'm lying. We went 2017. And 2018, okay. it was two years in a row we went, yeah. And um, so back dating from my first uh, Christmas party when m- my boss told me, you know, with the, he's happy that I'm, you know, in- still integrating with my culture. And I felt, you know what, because I was a bit shy, you know, wearing my, my headscarf or wearing my bright colors because I felt, you know, people are just going to look at me like, you know, they, they obviously not used to seeing you know seeing maybe different patterns like this so that's how I started and I thought you know let me try and educate and Mm. let me try and integrate our culture to for them also to see what we're about and you know integrate the western fashion with African fashion that's where my mindset came from yeah that's brilliant and the items you get from sorry my items I get from South Africa and from Mm. Kenya I would say one of my main folks focuses was um, because of um, the poverty back home and you know with like I, I wanted to try and develop more female skills so my my all my products I get from women that are artists so back in Kenya so it's a cluster of nine ladies and they make all the jewelry and back home as well so so that was my concept also trying to initiate um employment you know as well and for them to see that where my products are coming from there's actually a story behind it you know south africa is not just poverty there's a beautiful story behind south africa africa as a whole you know there's a deep beauty that runs in in that dissect of the continent i would say all right now Brennan, what is home for you now well, I would say now I call South Africa my home of 
I, I identify Australia, my home of living. That's where I'm living right now. But my home of comfort, where I feel comfortable, that's South Africa. Like right now, I'm living in Australia, but I'm not. I think it's probably because maybe I'm still trying to adjust. And when I go home, I feel comfortable. You know, if I say like South Africa is my home of comfort, Australia would be my home where I identify as my living space now. Can we have two homes? I think we can have as many homes as we want. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you so much, Bronwyn, for, for joining the conversation. We really appreciate your contributions and your own, um, I would say, elaboration of your own um, journey in redefining your identity in a foreign land. So today we had Bronwyn to help us understand how migrants renegotiate cultural identity when living in a foreign land. I really do hope you enjoy it.